Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about being upset at Boba Fett? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I'm lovely. How are you? I'm good, but Uh I did a thing today. A good thing? I don't know. You tell me. What do you think about, I guess you call them like the nosy neighbors, the window watchers, the the blind peepers? That's me. You know what I mean? I'm always peeping at my blinds. I'm that housewife. Oh, man. I totally did a peephole, a peephole peek today. Peephole creephole. So I got to tell you the story. It was so weird. I'm sitting here working and I hear a knock, right? Okay. On your own door? Well, I, I like, wasn't sure because I was, like, really into the YouTube video that I was watching. And I was, like, really working, you know? Yeah. And the dogs were gone today because they went to the vet. Okay. So, usually when somebody comes to my door, Bulbasaur will tell me. <laughs> yeah. But no one's there to warn me. So, it's like, was that my door? So, I just hear, like, a nice, I hear the knock. So, I go to the door and I, like, peek out and there's nobody there. So, okay. I just, like, keep peeking. And then I hear the knock. Okay. He's knocking on the door right to my right. He's like Ah. right next to me, right? So I hear the knock again and I'm just standing there. I don't know why I'm standing there. Well, first of all, because I needed to know if it was for me. Sure. But now I know it's for next to me. But like as soon as he knocks the second time, I have no time to walk away. He just goes, hello. Oh my God. It's UPS. I have a package. What? Is anybody here? And he did a lot of talking to himself. I've never seen UPS do that. He screams that and then goes, all right, come on, come on, come on. I know you're there. I think you're there. It's a big package. I just, oh I just, I just need to give you the package. All I need you to do is say, yep, it's me and I can leave the package. <laughs> oh my God. No, nothing. Oh my God. Come on, come on. Come on. I know you're there. I hear you talking on the phone. You're standing right there. Oh, man. I got like five minutes. Five minutes till my next stop. Oh, my God. Just say the word and I'll leave the package. I'm fucking taking the package. And he (laughs) picks it up, right? (laughs) Okay. He picks it up and I like watch him walk away, right? Yeah. It is humongous. Oh. Like it is a beast of a package right okay so it must have been like something expensive or else he would just leave it right yeah and i'm not sure if it was heavy which is why i would imagine he was pissed because it's already yeah it's a big heavy box and i know you're right there and now i gotta lug it back and then bring it back to you another day Ugh. 
But I was like, they might not really be there. How do you know this person's talking on the phone? Like, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> if, unless she was like, and they're really giving it to somebody. Well, I mean, he's like talking to himself. So I'm like, are you cheering yourself? <laughs> like, I don't know. Right? So I like watch him walk away. And like, as soon as he rounds the corner, like he's still within view of my people, right? Yes. Whoever's next door opens their fucking door. Oh my God. So they were just standing there. They were just standing there listening to the UPS guy say, please let me know if I can leave this package. And they didn't say anything and then walked out after and didn't chase him down because I was waiting to see this lady go, wait, my package. Yeah. Because you can't tell me you don't know you're getting a package. People know when you're getting a package. Maybe, so in my head, I'm thinking, like, if I'm the person inside supposed to be receiving the package, the only reason I would not open the door is if I know I am not getting a package that day. But, like, it was the legit UPS man. His truck was parked over there, and he was in the outfit. Like, I saw him. But did she, is the thing. No. Because, like, but as a woman, for, for me, the first thought in my head is, like, anybody who's at my door that I don't expect is there to murder me. So, <laughs> I'm thinking, like... They could have a fake uniform. They could be doing, like, a fake package bit. If it didn't look heavy, you know, if it's a big package, then, like, maybe well, it see, wasn't a real package. You never know. She, she probably couldn't see it. It's probably on the ground. Oh. I, I'm not going to hold up a heavy package just to show it to you in the door. Yeah. I'm going to put it down and be like, this is a big fucking package. Here you go. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, he leaves with it, and she walks out right after so I was waiting for her to go, like, running for him. But yeah. she just, like, closed the door and immediately, like, all the doors in our complex here, as soon as they close, you just hear, like, the locks, blah, blah. Like, they, <laughs> they lock so fast, right? They lock automatically? No. People are just that weird around here. Oh, okay. Like, everybody that I've heard close their door, at least in our building, like, as soon as it's closed... You know how when people get in cars in movies, like as soon as they close the door, somehow they've started it, put it in drive, and they're already driving away? (laughs) Yes. That's how people lock their doors here. Okay. So anyway, I'm thinking about it, and I was like, what is people's problem with this? Because I got delivered a package the other day that wasn't for me. Oh. But I knew where it went because it was like right across the street. Yeah. Literally... No way that guy messed it up. He just didn't take it where it needed to go. Like, I think he just dropped it somewhere. Yeah. Because it wasn't the right building, nothing. But I knew where it was because the guy that uh, moved us into this place used to live in that one. Oh, okay. So I walked over there and I had my mask on, right? I'm being respectful. Right. And I knock on the door and I was like... Hey, uh, I mistakenly got left this package, and I did, like, hold it up. and was like, I got this package uh, delivered to my door instead. i just here to return it. But, like, I could hear the guy, like, breathing on the other side of the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, I knew he was there. Yeah. And I was like, um, yeah, like, it says it's for, like, this apartment number, and that's that's your apartment number. I'm at this one. So this is not mine. Okay. I would like to give it to you because I don't, it's it's not for me. Yeah. And I just, <sighs> just like breathing, right? Spooky. So I just like put it in this little potted plant and like I turn around and walk away 
and he opens the door like um like within five steps of me walking away oh my god so is that the world we're in right now you know i don't Where know nobody i nobody will open a door period no matter what I was on kind of the opposite end of this situation just the other day because I got a package delivered. They were supposed to deliver it to my house, but they delivered it to my house number, but one street over. Okay. And uh, they that person messaged me on Nextdoor and they were like, hey, I have your package. And I was like, oh, cool. If you want to just leave it on the porch, I'll come get it. And I walk over there and it's not on the porch. And I'm like, God damn it. But I wore a mask just in case. So yeah. I, um, I put my mask on and... You know, rang the doorbell. The lady opens the door, and she's just like standing on the other side of this door with my package. And I'm like, "Hey, I'm Kelsey. You know, you just messaged me on next door. Like, that's my my, my package you're holding." She's like, "Oh, hi. I'm Joan." And I'm like, "Cool, Joan. Can I, <laughs> can I have my package, please?" I don't want to do tea and crumpets with this. I just I want the package, have, man. Yeah, I don't want to be friends. I really just I want to get that Amazon package and get on back home because yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I stopped and chatted with her for five minutes or so. I was like, that's a loud dog you got in there. <laughs> Mostly yeah. because she was holding my package ransom. If she had just left it on the porch, it would have been an easy exchange. But, yeah, alas. I think she was just an old lady who wanted some company. But um, And then I have also been in the reverse of that situation where I got a package from somebody who lived down the street. And I, too, walked the package up there and rang the doorbell. This is pre-COVID times, even. Yeah. And uh, I heard the TV on inside and I heard the dogs and I heard the people talking to the dogs like, ah, shut up. And I'm <laughs> like standing there holding this package like, do I just leave it? Because <laughs> I, I didn't know who they were. I just knew the house numbers. Well, so. that's my thing. Like in in this day and age of how much packages are stolen, uh-huh. I want to give it to you. I know. I like, don't want to leave it to be stolen. I don't even care what's inside. Like, I just want to know that you have it in your hands. Yes. Like, I find it so weird. It's kind of like telephone calls now. You know how, like, you used to call people on the phone just to talk to them, but now, like, when you call someone on the phone, you avoid that shit. Like, it's a plague, right? Yeah. Is that answering the door now, too? Like, fuck that. I don't want people at my door. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I, like, as the years pass, we just get more impersonable as a society. I have or maybe people just at, really... at my door all the time. I think it just depends, too, on, like, where you live. Like, if you live in an apartment, it's probably people are more wary because, I don't know, there's a lot of people there. And you well, don't yeah. know who's trying to scam you or whatever. True. But the suburbs, I feel like people are more, like, apt to just open the door and be like, I have your package. We've seen it a lot. And it's like, are we just in that stage of human interaction now? Just don't come to my door. Maybe. I mean... We have, like, ring doorbells, and I know I've already brought this up, but we have ring doorbells. Nobody answers their fucking ring doorbells. <laughs> you fucking hit a ring, nobody answers that shit. Yeah. So what is the point of it? I know. It's just for you to peep at me, you know? And that's weird. It is weird. It's creepy. Fucking talk to me. That's why I rang the ring. So that you can be like, oh, I'm actually not home. I'm out and about. But there's a killer piranha inside, so don't come rob me or something, you know. <laughs> Just don't go near the tank if you do rob me. I don't want the insurance paperwork. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just, I found it. It was an amusing UPS interaction that I saw. But it just, it just kind of opened up some questions. 
Yeah. So yeah, I just I just need to tell you about that first thing. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> you mind if I crack this here beverage open? Oh, I need to crack mine, big dog. Thirsty. Oh yeah. Ooh, mine's got a little fog coming off of it. <laughs> so you know it's fresh. Yeah. Speaking of fresh, okay. I have a question for you. Okay. Where's butter go? Like, where do you put it? Like, <laughs> Would you buy butter at the store, well, like sticks of butter? I was like, on a food or like in, <laughs> in the fridge? Okay. So like your sticks of butter. Yeah. You just, you keep them in the fridge, right? Yes. In the little like door, the one yes. with like the slidey door thing. The one that's made for butter, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was thinking too. I know that like... You can keep a stick of butter on the counter to get to room temperature, and it can stay there for, like, a couple of days before it starts to turn on you. But, like, but no. apparently there's people out there who just don't put it in the fridge at all, ever. I don't like that. I also don't like that. It's, like, I it doesn't feel sanitary. First of all, butter should be, like, kind of cold, I guess, so that it can, like, warm up with your food, I guess. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. It seems weird. I know. Like, so room temperature butter is great for baking. And if you want to, like, spread it on toast without massacring the toast or whatever. But, like, with if you're just cooking with it, I feel like it's easy enough to get it just from cold cold fridge butter into warm pan butter. That I doesn't guess. take more than a second. How much How much are you using the butter? Like, yeah. I, okay, fine. My cooking butter goes in the fridge. But then I will okay. have, like, a butter dish for my... My daily breakfast toast, maybe. Okay, this but is I your hypothetical. Like, you don't physically oh, yeah. have a butter dish. Okay. No, I definitely don't have that. And I don't eat anything for breakfast in the morning. So <laughs> this is all kinds of not how I do things. Lots of hypotheticals happening here. But, like, sure, maybe in that way. But are you telling me you just go buy, like, like the sticks or even, like, a Land Lakes tub? I think the Land Lakes tub must remain in the fridge i think okay. tubs of butter are a different thing entirely because it's like not butter right it's a it's a homogenized spread or something butter themed something so so you're telling me my irish butter stuff that i got the kettigold i can just leave on the counter if supposedly you... If you want to, yeah, like you can leave butter out for I think up to two days before it starts to turn. And one of my friends was talking to one of his friends about, you know, butter, and they they were appalled that anybody would ever put butter in the fridge. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the opposite reaction that you should be having. Like butter belongs in the fridge, right? Am I am I the crazy one? Well, okay, I've been jumped on for not putting my bread in the fridge. Uh, Apparently, tons <laughs> of people put their bread in the fridge. I put bagels in the fridge, but not just no, bread. No, like, yeah, loaf of bread. I mean, it keeps longer, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, we have like a bread box thing. That that, that shit keeps forever. Yeah, bread box is fine. Yeah. Like, I don't want cold bread. That sounds no. gross. Yeah. Then you got cold bread. You got room temperature butter. Everything's a mess. Yeah. Why are you guys reversing everything? <laughs> This is not the way it's supposed to be. No. It butter goes of... in the fridge door in that one spot. Yes, in Period. the butter hole. Mm-hmm. It always um, goes in the butter hole. It made me think of, like, ketchup and how some people keep that in the fridge versus in the pantry. And I, there's just, like, what a What condiment doesn't go in the fridge? I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that just keep, like, 
pantry ketchup and I know Gross. that you can because <laughs> I know I know that you're able to because people just like it's out on a table at a restaurant but I don't care I, feel, I know if for me like I don't use it at the <laughs> restaurant it's got to be in the fridge you have to refrigerate it this conversation is unsettling I'm sorry we can move on good god <laughs> This is, I mean, everybody's, I mean, this is the type of question I like because you never think, you think of what you do is pretty normal and then you I find know. out how different so many people do the same daily thing. Right. Like how. It is a daily thing to I keep food weird? in your kitchen. Yeah. And we, no one's doing it the same? No, apparently not. I don't like this. I don't like it either. First of all, leave out your butter. I don't care. Get rid of all your room temperature ketchup, though. That's just disgusting. Please. It doesn't keep. No. And I did Google it. Can I leave my Kerrygold out on the counter? <laughs> uh, this one just says, like, butter does not need to be refrigerated unless it's so warm that it melts. It says like that, it, that it uh, will take seven weeks for it to go That's not rancid. true. That's not fucking true. Well, this is the Irish butter. Okay, that's different because that stuff's like is like thick. Yeah, it's like pure, pure butter. Yeah, so maybe like for that. Um, what? This guy just said two words: bog butter. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Butter buried in baskets in peat bogs two thousand years ago, dug up. And a professional chef used some in his restaurant. No one died. The bug butter buried in the basket, huh? So I think a few hours or days on the counter is fine. So or you could bury it in a bog in a basket. Yeah, so he's going to say it's okay to leave on the counter just because somebody else used 2,000-year-old butter one time. Okay, just because one person out there didn't die of bog butter illness. Yeah, okay. There are too many... Uh, show titles that came in this conversation <laughs> uh this one says butter lasts of course this is all like celsius temperature so who knows fucking celsius seven days like most of these people say seven days is about the limit i would not go past two this is my advice to anybody listening to the show i don't know where you keep your butter just don't leave it out just don't leave it out <laughs> This guy says, but I've had room temperature butter for two weeks with no problems. Well, maybe. Are you sure, man? Are you guts sure? Guts are made of iron. I don't know. I mean, I've accidentally eaten moldy bread before and was fine, but oh, I probably dude. shouldn't have done it. Don't you hate that <laughs> you when know? you're like halfway through a sandwich and you're like, fuck, that's there's, moldy. There's blue all over this. Might as <laughs> well eat it. Blah, 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 blah. Some fuzzy bread. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't die, but. Could that have saved a year on my life? Probably. Who knows? Probably. Uh, I want to take this a different way. Okay. <laughs> no more food. I want to tell you about your favorite solvent. Okay. WD-40. Hell yeah. We learned some more uses for it, some more applications. <clears throat> no, I want to tell you about a type of WD-40. Okay. So I saw a TikTok the other day. And he was like, hey, are you having problems with, like, with, like, your uh, Joy-Con, right? Oh, okay. And let me get the real name here. Okay. So he's like, you know, you can get this. So WD-40 has, like, 
different types of WD-40. Okay. And they have one called electrical contact cleaner. Huh. That is made to be sprayed in or on electronics without frying the stuff inside. Electrical contact. So because of your response, I would like to tell you, please tell Richard to get this because this would be his probably best friend in some of his like video game cleanup shit. Absolutely. Because Taylor had a Dr. Pepper, not my Dr. Pepper, before anybody (laughs) judges me, spill in her purse. It was her Dr. Pepper, by the way, because it was a cherry vanilla one. And you know, I'm not drinking that one. And it got on her switch a little bit. Oh, no. And so some of her buttons have been kind of sticky. And we saw this TikTok, like, right after. So we got the it. the algorithm fucking knows. Yeah. Well, and uh, I spilled one of her cans of tea in the game room <laughs> the other day. And it got on my uh, LG TV remote. Oh, no. And some of the buttons are, like, sticky now. And it is, like, making me hate the remote and that I want to buy a new remote. Oh, my God. Like, it's not... It's not good to me anymore. Okay. So we decided to buy this uh, WD-40 electrical contact cleaner. It has a beautiful looking can with a green electrical contact logo on it. (laughs) Uh, You can get it at Walmart, Home Depot, wherever you want. Not sponsored, just passionate. Oh, man. I wish I was sponsored by this because fixed her switch up perfectly. If WD-40 wants to sponsor us, we will not say no. Yeah, why not, man? I will spray it all over the place. And I sprayed it on that uh, controller. It's like it's brand fucking new. I wonder if that would fix my Joy-Con drift. Probably not, but, like, worth a shot. But it could. It could. Like, I think that's what he used it for, because he was, like, trying to clean some of the gunk underneath it and stuff. Yeah. So he sprayed it there, sprayed it on the buttons, so they felt all nice. And so I kind of mixed it with canned air, too. So I did, like... The WD-40 first, rubbed it all in, clicked all the buttons, you know, did all that stuff. And then I flipped it upside down and sprayed it, like, canned air in there to kind of, like, get the excess out. Yeah. And everything is, like, perfect. Like, brand fucking new. Um, I stand by WD-40 Specialist Electrical Contact Cleaner. <laughs> Ding. It's the fucking shit, dude. Okay. And I was like, man, Richard probably knows about this already. But if he don't... Maybe he does. He fucking needs some. Yeah, he does. It's cool. Like, we've got two devices that we've used it on that have been fixed to perfection. Well, shit. Like, I stand by it. Endorsement? 100%. Yeah, it saved me 70 bucks on a new TV remote because I have the... Is that how much remotes go for these days? Some of them. My God. Mine's like a magic remote. So what? you can like point at it like a Wii and stuff and do all this oh. weird stuff with it. Um, yeah, it's like 70 bucks from them. And I find it on eBay for like 30 to 50. God. But I'm like, are you real though? I don't know. <laughs> and okay. I just, I just don't want to spend 70 bucks. So I bought this for like 650. Okay. And this controller's like, I never spilt anything on it. So it's perfect. I love it. Well, fuck yeah. Yeah, WD-40, electrical contact cleaner. Get you some today. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, Can I tell you some spicy news? Yes. I have two news stories for you. Just like, I want to quickly hit on them, but okay. they rubbed me the wrong way. So I read this I read this headline like six times trying to understand what I was not comprehending about it. Yeah. So you 
you put it in our suggestions for what to talk about. <laughs> and I had to ask you if I read it right. <laughs> yes. Because I was so, like, it can't be what it says. But you said yeah. it is. So So the the plain and simple of the headline is Spotify to pull Neil Young's music after artists' objections to Joe Rogan. And I was like, why are they taking down Neil Young? Is he like an anti-vaxxer now or something? Uh, so the way it happened, Neil Young was, you know, taking a stance on Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan likes to spread some vaccine misinformation all the time. Misinformation aplenty, yes. So much. Not even just about the vaccine, about fucking everything, about COVID, about life in general, just about humanity. Yeah. Joe Rogan's podcast is a cesspool of problems. Um and I have no problem saying that. But so Neil Young was like, uh, obviously, he's spreading falsehoods with this enormous media. Like his podcast is the biggest it is, one. It's huge. Yeah, it is the podcast. It's the podcast. Like tons and tons of people listen to it. Uh, Spotify, of course, hosts it. And ah, it's, OK, it's their biggest revenue. Like that's where they make their money is from Joe Rogan. Like people come to Spotify podcast to listen to Joe Rogan. And uh, Neil Young was like, Hey, Spotify, you got to take down that podcast or I'm going to pull all my music. And Spotify was like, Oh, that sucks. Guess we're going to take your music down. Like, um, you're Neil Young. Who remembers you? Yeah. (laughs) So I think that sucks. Like that's, that's about the extent of my opinion on it. I just, I wanted to bring that headline to your attention because it like broke my brain for a minute. Well, I applaud you, Neil Young, because that's a stance. Good job. Yeah. I mean, you still got Apple Music and stuff. Like, I know Spotify is really, really big. I've never used it. Yeah. But, like, there's other ones, dude. You're going to be okay. Yeah. But Neil good, Young, if you want to come on you. this podcast and you want to talk about how good the vaccine is and how everyone needs to get it, come on here. <laughs> for real. Like, we will support you. We will support you. As much as we support vaccines. Yes. Please get vaccinated. Yes. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about. So we talked last week about the M&Ms and how the sexy green boots are being taken away from us. Yes. But okay. the sexy glasses may stay. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of Mars doing a bit of a, a distract. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, like... Mm-hmm. There's huge headlines right now that I have not been aware of that they're using, like, known child slavery to produce their chocolate. Okay. (laughs) And, like, that's the big story right now when you Google, like, Mars chocolate, M&M's. And so M&M's was like, what if we do some boots controversy and instead, you know, (laughs) create that news buzz? So it kind of pushes down the other articles that are not so favorable when people Google us. I don't know if that's legit what they're doing, but that's what it feels like, right? Like that it's kind of a convenient time to just randomly decide to so take away some of your iconic M&M shit. The redesign. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've yeah. never heard anybody calling for this. No, you know, no one's like looking at the green M&M being like, you know what? I really hate about her. Uh, and I guess, and, what they're doing. and, you know, people care more about complaining about a pretty face than dealing with the actual problems of the world. So, yes. well, it's a lot easier to say I really wanted to be with the green M&M and now I can't than to be like, how do we fight 
child slavery. Yeah. I mean, Man. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. Um, we were talking just last episode about um, virtue signaling, right? I don't remember what the context was for that anymore. Yeah. But, but this is the prime example of virtue signaling. Like, they're taking away the boots. They're like, we don't want to make anybody upset with a sexy green M&M. But you will make them upset with child slavery. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's virtue signaling. Okay. Well, I did not know all of that. Heavy your baggage. Quick spicy news just to hit us real good right in the middle of the show here. Yeah, that's um, unexpected. You're welcome. I was not ready for all that. Damn, that sucks. I love M&M's, though. I know. I fucking... We saw a bunch of, like, peanut butter M&M's on sale, and I was like, oh, man, I'm going to fucking buy those. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to buy those. Well, wait. Those are... Pe- well, I mean, there still is, like, a little bit of chocolate there, though. So you're still letting the kids' chocolate slavery be in there, I guess. Yeah, you're still funding the company. So yeah, know, buy my peanut butter chocolate elsewhere. You know what? Chocolate is really fucking good. I'm going to also not sponsor, just passionate. Uh, there's a company called Tony's Chocolonely. And... Okay. First of all, it's a great name, Choco Lonely. I think that's cute as hell. They call it that because they say it's lonely on the side of chocolate where you're not using child labor to produce it because apparently <laughs> that's like a huge thing. Okay. Like, like slavery and child labor and just like all of that is rife in the chocolate industry. So when you buy from companies that don't use it, it is more expensive. But think about all the things you're not putting your money into. Yeah. So... Um, Tony's Chocolate Only is a really, really honorable brand, and they have extremely good chocolate bars. Well, so, also, how much chocolate are you eating? You know, I eat so much fucking chocolate, dude. Do you really? <laughs> oh, every day I'm in the chocolate. It's oh, not man. not super healthy for me, but it's what I do. It's what I've committed to. Like, I have chocolate like every now and then. The most I'll have chocolate is if I buy one of those peanut butter M&M like family size bags but I keep it just for me by the like side of the bed okay and then like I'll pop like 10 or 50 every night and then you know 10 or 50 just the old nightstand chocolate yeah you know and then just let that last like two months or something sure but like other than that I don't I don't really eat a lot I'm I'm more of like an ice cream person I would much rather have ice ice cream in the house you know at any given time, I have, like, five or six different kinds of chocolate in the house for me to eat. <laughs> Man, I need more chocolate. Chocolate's good. <clears throat> well, chocolate always burns my throat when I eat chocolate, so I, I think Are that's why... Are you allergic? I don't think I'm... <clears throat> maybe. That's what... Did you just eat chocolate? <laughs> no. That's what, that's what Taylor said to me one time. Because, like, if I eat just, like, a whole Hershey bar... Yeah. Like, my throat's a little spicy. I think you're allergic to chocolate. Oh, well, that sucks, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to quit eating chocolate, but... Okay. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't eat enough of it, because I don't like to. It hurts. That's fun. I guess. Okay, you ready to go to the break? Yeah, let's take a break. I want to find some chocolate. Okay. 
I'm going to start just like basing whether or not I see movies on these fucking hashtags because the ones for the 355, which I have never heard of, I want to see this immediately after reading this. You've never heard of 355? No, but apparently it's intense, gripping, saving the world, espionage, showdown fights, secret agents. Yeah. This is the movie that you've been waiting for. Yeah. Mysterious Strangers, Love Interest, Big Secret. Man, they left out the Kelsey selling point. What is it? It's an all-female cast of badasses. What? What? That's the whole point of the movie. It's a, like, female spy group that fucks the world up, dude. Oh, I want to see this. This is, like, the movie we were asking for in our uh, Man Baby toy show. (laughs) Okay. It's not an existing franchise. It's not a remake of, like, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. It is, like, a spy movie of its own about women spies. Well, fuck yeah. I see that it's getting a 4.7 out of 10 rating on Google. Yeah, it's got horrible reviews, and I bet it's just because it's women. Why women? 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. I know that one of the women, uh, Penelope Cruz, her character's starting to, like, not want to be a spy anymore, and she's starting to, like, panic during the job because she thinks she may not go home to her kids. What a fucking stupid woman thing to think. And I bet that's part of the whole bad review score thing. No actual woman would be a spy. She should be at home caring for her children. You sounded so muscle man. (laughs) Do you know who else shouldn't be a spy? (laughs) My mom! All right, guys, if you enjoyed that little bit of the pre-ramble, you can get that full bonus episode by going over to patreon.com slash Y-M-B-T-O-A-P and signing up to be a patron. We would love to see you guys there. You can get in our special secret Discord and chit-chat with us all day. We have tons of conversations going on in there. And if you want to be the ultimate supporter, you want to get a little extra something, you can go get some Yimtope gear over at the Yimtope Peril store. We've got all kinds of hoodies, long sleeve shirts for that cold weather that's coming in. So you better go stock up now. I still know that I need to get a new hoodie. So that's on my to-do list. And again, just thank you all to all of our supporters. We love you guys so, so much. And let's get you back to the regularly scheduled content. Kelsey. Robert. I got some stuff for you. Okay. Um, it's, it's been a little out of the news for a while. Because there's been less I've had to do with it. But I have a cat update for you guys. Okay. Okay. So last October, we had an adopter for Wednesday, the Psycho Kitty. Yes. Okay. So she's been gone from us for, what's that, like three, four months now? Yeah. Dang, it's been a while, man. So we've had uh, Coraline and Tenzin left. That is our Tabby and the other black cat, right? Yes. Um, So at the beginning of January, we put up new posts for the two of them. And we got hits on, like, Coraline, I mean, nonstop. Just boom, 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 boom. Because she's fucking beautiful. Have you seen this cat, people? God, she's so pretty, dude. She's the prettiest little baby. Dude, since since she was a wee bear and said tiny little thing, I was always (laughs) like, that's the most beautiful fucking cat I've ever seen, dude. Her stripes are, like, perfect. Oh, she's so cool. Well, as time has gone by and she's gotten older, she's only gotten sweeter and more tender and more lovely. Good. That's the cat I would keep, man. Oh. Oh, she's so she's so cool. She's just phenomenal. Well, we got we got a hit for her. Uh this nice family. 
the boy in the family put up a presentation and on uh, telling his parents why they needed to get this cat. <laughs> like he wants this cat bad, right? Amazing. So we agreed to meet up with them and they came and they were beautiful. Like it was the mom, the son, and then like this little daughter, man. She was probably like 11. And I think he was like 15 or 16, I guess. Aww. Jinx and Bulbasaur fucking loved him off the bat. Jinx was just <laughs> sitting in that little girl's lap like the whole time. <laughs> amazing <laughs> it, was, it was so good <laughs> and then the boy he was even like showing us photos he goes yeah i'm so excited to see her like my girlfriend even drew a picture of her oh my god <laughs> so like they had like looked at the picture of her on that that site and her girlfriend drew a picture and it was beautiful it was so cool <laughs> i really want to like write them back and see if you will send that to me because it's yeah it's so cool looking like, she drew her to perfection. So they wound up, like, really liking her. Everything was cool. And actually, I was showing tens into him, so it's kind of like, hey, you know, you want another one? You want a two-for-one special? <laughs> and Tenzin fell asleep in his arms. Oh. Like, I picked him up, put him in the kid's hands, and Tenzin just, like, goes, ugh, and just, like, pass out. Sweet boy. So I was like, all right, this... This kid's going to be good with this cat. Things are going to be great, right? Yeah. Um, they went and got supplies. They came back. And I'm, like, a little ashamed to say I kind of laughed. But, like, we had to put her in a carrier for them to take her home, you know? Yeah. Never been in a carrier before. She Aww. turned into a fucking kangaroo in there, man. <laughs> oh, God. She started bucking and freaking out and like at one point she had both hands on the like crate to the front and was like going hulk style like trying to pull the bars apart (laughs) it was like a whole thing so they take her home and then we got like see we didn't get this for wednesday but like that night they sent us pictures they were telling her how she was doing and she was like exploring the house like we got feedback that's wonderful and it was great and we're so happy that she went to that family. They were perfect for her. She was made for that family. Wonderful. That's good news. So now that Coraline's gone, it's just Tenzin, just a little <sighs> boy. And just I was like, boy. you know what? When they get rowdy together, that's when it's kind of hard for them to be in other rooms. So I was like, yeah. you know what? Let's leave the doors open. Let's see how things go. And he's just committed to being a full member of the family. <laughs> um he sits in here with me while i work all day now sweet baby he was sleeping on the couch but today he decided to sleep on my feet Mm. where toast would always sit this little man loves you he fucking loves me dude it's gross the other day uh he groomed my beard for me yes like (laughs) He started from my right ear and went all the way across my cheek, all of my chin, and then didn't do my left cheek, and I was really pissed. I was like, you did like a half-ass job, piece of shit. And then I go look in the mirror, and all the all that hair was sticking straight out because he looked it all crazy. I should have taken a picture because it was pretty funny. But yeah, he like grooms me daily. That's amazing. So I think that means 
he sees me as another cat. He does. Like, he thinks I'm just Papa Cat, I guess. Completely. Um, he fucking loves me. I really fucking love him. <sighs> he is a great boy. I want you to keep him so bad. But he has to go somewhere. No. <laughs> he has to go somewhere, Kelsey. Where is he going to go? I don't know. Some beautiful family, like, for Coraline, needs to s- just swoop him up. And take him to be happy somewhere. Like, he gets in my face all the time. And I'm like, yeah. I will die, sir. Oh. And I never die. So I'm like, am I even allergic to you? Like, I you wonder might... this sometimes. You might have been, like, inoculated from living with Toast for so long. I don't fucking know, dude. But, like, I'm I mean... pretty fine with him. I mean, he's, like, legit in my face all day long. You should keep him. So, in a perfect world, I definitely would keep him. So, maybe I will board him for, like, a year. And then <laughs> If we p- have any listeners later. who want to have a loner cat for a year, I already, like, talked to Richard about it. And he was like, we're not going to keep him. You are <laughs> allergic. And we have three cats. Yeah, and know, you have three, but... like, hypoallergenic cats. Yeah. Like, we don't know about this one. Yeah. Like, I think I think you and I need to run a test. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to put my face in him, and I'm just going to see what happens. And we'll have Benadryl on hand and go for a ride, you know? Yes. I, I'm honestly curious because I, I know that when I go over to Richard's parents' house, I'm still allergic to their cats because I fucking... I forget that I'm allergic to cats since I've had mine for so long. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm a cat person now. And so when we went over to their place, I made the mistake of, like, bumping faces with one of their kitty cats who's very, very sweet and affectionate. And he, like, rubbed his little face all over me. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot how much this burns. (laughs) So, So, like, what is your cat allergy? It's everything. It's hives. It's itchy, watery eyes. It's sneezing. It's asthma. (laughs) Okay. I swell up. It's bad. Okay. So mine is the swell up. Like, yeah. like, my eyes literally swell shut like I'm a fucking boxer. God. So, I need to just, like, rub my fucking face in his side and see if I go blind. Yeah, because, I mean... Like, then I'll if, know. The, the reason that you're not keeping him is because of the allergy, right? Partly, and also because we just don't need a third one. And but... where we're going to be living for a while... Like, no, just no cats. Yeah. Period, no cats. The end of that story. What if the cat was just in one room away from everybody else? I don't know how that would fly, man. He's he's such a beautiful man. Yeah, he needs places to roam and go. Yeah, I would let him out too much. Dude, like, he, he literally follows me everywhere. What a sweet baby. He's just like, but he's always been that way. Like, he was always up my butt. Yeah, he's just glued to you. I mean, I did, like, save his life. Yeah. Get him to poop for the first time. No lie. You did save those kitties' lives. Yeah, I've done a lot with that dude, okay? We didn't cry when Coraline went home. Oh, really? I mean, like, we did when Wednesday did, because she just, like, yeah. did, she like just disappeared. We knew these people were coming for, like, a week or so. Okay, so you had time to prepare. Wednesday, it was, like, that day. Yeah. I mean, like, we, like, cried when Wednesday left. Yeah. Taylor, like, kind of teared up finally when Coraline left. But, like, it was just kind of like, we both kind of like, yeah, it's kind of sad, right? And then, like, Aww. we were good, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Taylor doesn't like Tenzin, though. Oh, she doesn't? Well, he's a little piece of shit to everybody <laughs> but me. Okay. Like, I'm not going to lie. He's not a good cat. Yeah. Except to me. Because he loves you. Like, when I don't want him to do something, he'll stop doing it. But he will be bad to everybody else. He listens to his papa. Yeah, he's just like, fuck you, ma'am. Oh, hi, dad. What's up? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he's actually super smart. I'm noticing how smart he is. Because I've been, like, trying to talk to him instead of yeah. just, like, spraying him with a bottle to do stuff. <laughs> okay. And, like, you can see the little wheels turn, and he's like, I could do this and be happy, or I could not do it and not get in trouble. Mm. And, like, he'll look at me, and I'll give him a face, and he's like, I won't get in trouble. And then, like, he'll walk away from it. Like, I was just surprised how much he slept at my feet today. Yeah. But, like, he made a point to, like, lay on them and then, like, pull one in and, like, cuddle to it. (laughs) He's a sweet boy. But he is still looking for a home. (sighs) Okay. I hope he finds a home. Finds a nice one. A good family. A loving soul. Taylor thinks he would... (laughs) Taylor thinks he would be best at a stoner's house. Why? Because this little cat is a stoner, dude. He don't do shit. All he does just is eat and, yeah, just be, be, a, be a little fat dude. All right. He don't do nothing. Like, he's really not that much of a terror. He's not running around 3 a.m. His worst problem is yowling when the doors are closed. Okay, yeah. But that's mainly been now because he's, like, alone. Yeah. Like, he can't be out there with his sisters at night when we go to bed. Aw. But now that, like, he's in here all day with me, he kind of just, like, goes out there and sleeps. And I was like, all right, I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Like, he started to not need to know that we're coming back out. He's getting more independent. Yeah, he's getting pretty good. He's a good boy. But I wanted to tell you that Coraline is gone. We have one of the three left. Okay. Uh, and we did get some really good photos. I'll have to have Taylor send them to me, and we'll tag them for you the last day with Coraline. Yeah. I got some, like, photos of me and her chilling and hanging out. Because she's a beautiful some baby. pictures of Tenzin up on Instagram, too. Okay. He's, a, he's such a good boy, man. He's a good boy. So, yeah. I just want to tell you, Coraline is gone. That's been only, like, a couple days. Because that was Sunday. Yeah. So... As of you guys hearing this, she's been gone like a week. So, yeah. Now it's just up to the little boy to find a home. Get out of here, Tenzin. Very soon. Yeah. <sighs> well, uh, you know Dying Light 2 is coming out very soon, right? Yes. It's actually by the time this podcast airs. Is it out? No, it's not. It's no. out next oh. Friday, I think. Yeah. Um, I've been, like, craving a survival crafter. Okay. And... I know the Dying Light 2, it's it's more of like a shooter than it is a survival crafter, but it's also got those elements of like you need to like make a gun and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I just really like those games that you can fall into that are just, you have to build a shelter to survive and you have to like, it, I, I love survival crafters. Something about them. I, I don't play them often, but when I'm in a particular mood, I need to fall into one and just sit there for a couple weeks. I <laughs> so, wish you would try... Don't starve. Yeah, Taylor was telling me that I should try it. I might give it a shot one day. I think it's way too fucking hard, but I think any survival crafter <laughs> is hard, so... Yeah. So, uh, one of my 
favorite that I have ever played is one called Project Zomboid. Okay. And we played it for the first time. It's it's actually like a pretty old game. Let me look up real quick when it came out because we played it, I think, in like 2014 or so. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. it's It's been around for a while. Uh, looks like, so it was initially released in November of 2013. That tracks. Yeah, that's about probably when we were playing it when it like just first came out and it okay. was so like brand new. It's it's been updated quite a bit since then. Like they keep on, you know, making it new and different and adding new things into it. So okay. it just got like some it's it's an indie developer game. It's very the the graphics are like nothing. It's so cheesy. <laughs> like it looks like you're playing the Sims one. It's uh, it's okay. very it's very minimal. But um that's like the beauty of the game is that it's so simple and so difficult because it you're you're surviving the zombie apocalypse and it like in any good survival crafter game and um you are alone unless you're playing multiplayer you can like find your friends when we first started playing the game way back when it was terrible about being able to find somebody like being multiplayer so okay. you could drop into the same map but the map is literally just it would take you hours to drive across it just fucking huge and um if you don't know like landmarks around you you don't have access to the entire map you only have access to what you know oh okay so you can be like well i'm by the water tower and the person you're playing is with is like i don't see a water tower for miles (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i'm near the high school i don't know if there's a high school in this town so yeah, it used to be really, really bad. But uh, when we when we first played it, I had like one of the most incredibly beautiful video game experiences I've had in my entire life, and I since then have been really hesitant to pick it up and play it again because I didn't want to. It's a stupid thing in my head, but I didn't want to like overwrite the memory of that game. You know? Yeah. Is that weird? <laughs> I mean, like I had. Everybody has things that just mean something to them. Like yeah. I mean, like I had a really good poignant experience with it. We played. So in the game, when, when your character dies, like you die, you just, you fucking die. You're done. And there's no respawning. It's just like that character is dead now. Goodbye. And, uh, when you get bit, so there's three types of wounds you can get. There's a bite, a laceration and a scratch and a bite is hundred percent fatal. A laceration is 25% fatality. Like it's just a random roll. You don't know if you're going to be fatal or not. And a scratch is only 7%. And the, the combat is, is very simple and it's also very easy to fuck up if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, So my strategy has always been to just like, don't go near the zombies, (laughs) but (laughs) sometimes you just can't avoid them. So, um, in our first experience with it, like Richard and I had these two characters and we met up after like trying to find each other forever in this stupid huge map. And we like bunkered down at this lumber yard. We built a whole home together and like we were painting it. It was, it was like the idyllic married zombie apocalypse life. It was so okay. wonderful. <laughs> like we just built our own little place and like on the most regular ass run, we were just going to the gas station to get like snacks and there happened to be a zombie inside that I didn't see and it like snuck up on me, but I was able to kill it. And when we got home, my character started exhibiting like 
signs of illness. And I was like, well, it's weird. I didn't even get bit. And then I checked and I had like the tiniest scratch on my neck that I didn't even see because there's like a medical check you can do and you're in the game. Okay. And so, it, like I said, it's only 7% fatal. So when you, um, when you, when you start to exhibit signs, it's like you could also have like a sickness from being out in the cold and the elements yeah. or being in the rain or whatever. So I was like, I'll just take some painkillers and we'll sleep it off and it'll be fine tomorrow. And then it's one of those illnesses that progresses over the course of several days. Yeah. And you don't know if it's going to be the zombie illness until you die. <laughs> so okay. we spent, we spent like three or four days just like in game days, keeping my character fed and rested and alive. And like, I kept eating all the supplies and I felt bad. And I was just like, just let me, just let me die. Like, I feel, I feel bad that I'm wasting all of our resources. And Richard was always like, it's not a waste if it's keeping you alive. And, uh, he had to end up going out and getting, he had to go get like more painkillers. And I was like, I'm just going to like stay at the base. And I think to be safe, I'm going to lock myself in a closet. (laughs) And he's like, okay. Because if you're a zombie, you can't open doors. Yeah. Um, so he went to go get the painkillers, and by the time he got home, my character had died and become a zombie. <laughs> it was so sad. <laughs> it was, like, literally so sad. Like, I, I pushed away from the computer and just kind of sat there for a second, and then I just started fucking sobbing. <laughs> and I went in to, like, see Richard at his computer because, you know, we're playing separately. Yeah. And, like, I'm just, like, full-on bawling. And he's like, it's okay. You didn't die in real life. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it kind of feels like I did. But um, one of my favorite things about this game is the way it opens. So, like, the the opening screen, you just get this, like, really beautiful music. And it has this really simplistic drawing, uh, but artistic. It's, like, a, a gorgeous drawing of a man, like, cradling what appears to be his wife or something as she kind of looks like she's dying. Okay. And the shadows are such that, like, you can't really make out their faces. And it's raining in, in the picture. It's an animated picture. Okay. And when the lightning flashes, you can see that he's not cradling her as she's dying. He's like pulling out her throat with his teeth. Okay. It's horrifying. <laughs> That's awesome. So there's this amazing score over it. And then it like, when you start the game, it fades to black and then it fades in. You get these three title cards that said the one, the first one says, these are the end times. And the second one, there was no hope of survival. The last one, this is how you died. Okay. And I love that. It's just like you start the game knowing like this is the end of society. No one is going to live. And this is how you personally met your end. So the game is setting you up to say like, you can't survive this. You're not going to do it. (laughs) It's just like a matter of time until you die. And I love it. But I mean, yeah, yeah, old age, even I I mean, you're going to die here. Yeah. And even resources like you can. You can search the entire map and gather everything together, but at some point you're going to run out of shit and the zombie hordes just get bigger and bigger and they get hungrier and hungrier and they close in on you and the power goes out and you run out of food because the refrigerator can't keep your food cold anymore. It can't keep your butter cold. You don't got no bog butter. (laughs) Yeah, dude. We can't be leaving all of our butter out for months at a time. Yes. It's just a really, really solid game. And so, like I was saying, I was... I was hesitant to play it again, but Richard convinced me. He was like, let's just get into it again. And uh, we we played it again very recently, and it kind of had the same effect on me. Like, it was just, it's a really, 
I, I don't know if it's just like me personally and the way that I relate to the zombie apocalypse because I just have a weird obsession with death. I always have. I've had a fixation on it. Yeah. And zombies are the epitome of death. Like just walking death. It comes for you. Yeah. And you can't do shit about it. Like it is it is the epitome of the fear of death. Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> so in playing this game again, it was just nice to be able to just dig into it as a couple, you know, like Richard and I just surviving alone in the zombie apocalypse. And I really enjoy that kind of a thing. And it's always, I, I kind of wonder too, like if it's, of course it's my love of the game, but I think it is also my love of seeing what Richard would do in these situations. Like, yeah, it, but there was another problem this time where like I got a scratch or I got, I got a laceration or something and my person was exhibiting signs and like we kind of went down the whole exact same rabbit hole and it was like, I'm going to fucking die again. <laughs> I don't know why you don't want me to just walk into the woods and end it right now so that you don't have to waste resources on me and waste time because I feel like I'm dragging down this experience. And he's like, it's never a drag experience if I'm getting to play a game with you and if I get to keep you char your character alive then that means a lot to me and that means a lot to me <laughs> just to have somebody like that in my life yeah I just feel very lucky to have him I'm very lucky to be able to play survival crafters with him well Project Zomboy became very beautiful yeah I fucking love this game and I recommend it to anybody who likes survival crafters I don't know let me see what it is on Steam right now because I think it's pretty darn cheap yeah it's 20 bucks yeah and I mean it's one that you can you can play it for five hours or you can play it for 500 hours. It's always going to be different. Your character is always going to change. You can respawn. Like you can create new characters whenever you die. There's always new areas of the map to explore. It's RNG. So get in there and have fun. Yeah. It's fucking good. We're good. <sighs> but uh, in the world of real life. Okay. So I've been telling you that I've been going to physical therapy. Yeah. And it's like all I can talk about, <laughs> but okay. I feel like, I feel like I'm boring people out there in the world. I'm like, I'm going to physical therapy and I'm doing more exercises, but it's just been so, it's such a fucking game changer for me. Like I did the dishes today and it didn't hurt <laughs> for the first time in months. <laughs> okay. I was like, I didn't even notice until after I had finished. I was like, mm. I don't hurt at all. Like, Whoa, <laughs> this was a, an enjoyable experience. Yeah. For once. Um, but I, like, it's just it's such a weird experience because I, I've had like little bits of chronic pain for most of my life. Like I have a painful back. I have bad hips yeah. and a bad neck and just general pain. <laughs> but like when you, when you complain about pain, it's just like, oh, my back hurts. And like anybody you're complaining to is like, oh, that sucks. Do you want some ibuprofen or whatever? And it's like, no, I'll just live with it. And when you go to physical therapy, You'll go in and be like, ah, oh, my shoulder hurts today. And they're like, oh, where exactly does it hurt? And you, like, point to the area. And they're like, what part of this, like, what, what makes it hurt? Is it stretching? Is it pulling? Is it, how does the hurt feel? Is it an ache? Is it a sharp pain? And it just makes you, like, rethink the concept of pain. If, like, if you've been living for pain, if you've been living with pain for a long time, you just kind of, like, I have pain. But in physical therapy, it's like, Tell me exactly where the pain is, what it's doing. It's like, you can live without that. Yeah, and tell me, like, how it's affecting you so we can make that go away. Yeah. 
So it's, like I said, it's just been a fucking game changer and I'm really, really happy that I'm doing it. I'm going to try not to talk about it so much because I know it's, I mean, it's probably boring, like to hear somebody be like, I'm not in pain anymore. But for me, it's just How long are you supposed to go? Like, do you have like a set schedule for it that like when you're supposed to end it or are you just like on it till you deem you're done? So they want me to go for three times a week for six weeks and then from there reevaluate. I think okay. then I'm going to drop it down to two times a week and then to once a week. But we'll see like how I progress. But I'm already making progress, dude. There's one exercise that is just the worst possible pain that I yeah. can put on my shoulder. And it's the tiniest little movement. It's just like extending my... Like I can't even describe it. I, we call them chicken wings because it looks like okay. you're making like a little chicken wing. And uh, I've been doing, we're supposed to do two sets of 20 reps at 2.5 pounds. And that sounds like (laughs) the smallest amount of weight, but it kills me to do it. And I've only been able to get out 12 reps in each set. And uh, the other day when I went, I got out 14 reps in the first set. And that's like my first major victory. And I'm like, I can do it. So I'm having... Progress, and I'm very happy about it. Do you do a lot of stuff at home, though? Do you have like your home homework, so to say? Yeah, so they give me ex- exercises to do at home, and like I said, I'd, I'd stopped doing yoga previously, and yeah. she's like, "Well, you should do yoga again, and let me know what hurts, and we'll fix it." So that's what I've been doing. Okay. Well, I wanted to update you on. One thing, it's just a little quick update. I just thought you would find it interesting. It's something that we kind of had like a whole discussion on many, many shows ago. Mm. Taylor now has HBO Max through our AT&T. Okay. So we have, I I mean, I had HBO Max, but I was paying for it. Yeah. Well, now we have it through the phone. So, I mean, we still just have it, but now a different way. Nice. Uh, well, I mean, I terminated mine a while ago, and it took AT&T, like, forever to get it set up right. They just, like, to do fucking kept screwing everything up with it, and it finally worked, like, three months later. Oh, my God. So we've been paying for it, though, like, with that new part of the plan for, like, three months. Yeah. With it not working. Did you get a refund? So I I, I think I should, and they're just like, I think oh, you should too. it takes a while. It shouldn't take three months. I shouldn't have to pay for it while it's taking a while. Exactly. Like, why am I paying for it if it's not happening? But, I mean, you're paying for the plan that you're getting a whole bunch of other stuff with. So it's not like you can say, you know, I'm paying exclusively for the HBO Max, you know? Yeah. Like, you're getting the hotspot and whatever other perks come with the upgraded plan. But anyway, so we got that back on there. Taylor's coming through it, and she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that HBO Max was, like, the Cartoon Network place. I was like, yeah, that's cool. I was like, oh, hey, do they have Squidbillies? Oh, my God. And they do. Of course. And I learned something that I would like to share with you. Okay. Did you know that that show has officially ended, finally? Oh, finally? Oh, my God. Yeah, because we were talking about how it was still going. Yeah, it, it for fucking ever. It finally ended. The last episode was December 13th, 2021, like oh my a God. month ago. What? It literally just <laughs> went off the air. My God. Part of the reason is because the guy who voiced uh, early Kyler, the like uh-huh. main squid dude. 
So he was a singer named uh, Stuart Daniel Baker. Okay. He got fired from the show because he had a big controversy uh, calling Dolly Parton un-American. Excuse you? Uh, let's see. Basically, oh, so she was supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh-huh. And he called her a bimbo and a slut. <gasps> and, what? like, all kinds of stuff about her what supporting Black Lives Matter. And Cartoon Network was like, <laughs> you're out, buddy. What the fuck? And then I think he tried to sue Cartoon Network because they ruined his life. Because that was, like, okay. his only source of money, I guess. Well, when you have shit opinions like that. Yeah. So anyway, he got kicked off the show, and so for the last season, they actually got um, Tracy Morgan to be the voice. <laughs> okay. But I'm guessing without the main person, they were like, eh, we might as well just wrap up. What a fucking mess. I really think it would still be on and keep going if that were the case. Like, if that guy was still part of it and hadn't have done that, I think it could still be going on. Cause, yeah, probably so. Yeah, we didn't see it ending at all, but it just so happens that right before this last season those events took place so i huh. think that's what led to the downfall but being a person of shows as you are yes i think you would enjoy the ending they brought it to you ready okay i don't know what happens in the show i just was reading the titles and i was like isn't that and i realized that this is what they did the first episode in 2005 the very first show was called, this show is called Squidbillies. Okay. That was the very first episode of the show. And on December 13th, 2021, the last episode was called, this show was called Squidbillies. <laughs> I like that. That is a beautiful closing. Yeah. Like the first show and the last show mirror and tell like the whole story. This show is called and then it was called. And I was nice. like, what a cool fucking way to end that show. <laughs> at, at least from, like, the naming standpoint. Yeah. So now I just have to watch all 13 seasons, oh, become God. completely devoid of brain cells. Jesus. And then I'll let you know what I thought. Cool. But, uh, yeah, I had just got on there and was like, it's over? We just did a show about how it will live forever. I swear to God, like... The the world revolves around Yemtope sometimes. I know. Like, <laughs> like we had just talked about it, and I look it up, and it had ended, like, three weeks before. We're trendsetters. This was... whole world is our Truman Show. AT&T, you made me miss the ending. How fucking dare you, AT&T? I could have been there! So, Squidbillies, to all the Yemtopers out there that took for some weird pride in that it was still happening. It's no longer happening. But I think it's one of the most beautiful ways, like, to willingly go out with that title. Yeah. It's such a circle. That is, like, peak TV finale type stuff, you know? I love it's that. Good. I thought that was great. So now I just got to watch it, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought you'd like uh, this little bit of controversy here. Who who could possibly who would have say those things about Dolly Parton? For real. What a queen and an angel she is. I mean, I get that that's the character of early Kyler, but I didn't know that was, like, the person's actual personality. Have you looked at, like, the dude who voices him? 
Yeah. He's a spooky looking dude. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about his face. Yeah, so he was better known by his stage name, Unknown Henson. He was okay. a comedian, American songwriter, musician person. I uh, did a lot of rockabilly stuff and then became the Squidbillies guy. Hmm. And has been doing that since 2005. I mean, it's been 13 years, you know. God. Or however long. And wow. Like, literally with one, and of course, it was on Facebook. With one Facebook post, he ruins everything, you know? Yeah, I'm reading it on Wikipedia now, and I don't want to, like, repeat the things that he said. My God. What, what a fucking dick. Dude, the Black Lives Matter thing really brought... A lot of people's insides to the forefront. You know what I mean? Boy, it sure did. All the worst scum of the earth like to come out and talk about <laughs> things they don't know anything about, you know? Yeah. So. I, I hate this news, but I love that it's over because of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I just, I was just shocked to find out that, uh, you know, the unkillable Squidbillies is no more. Yeah. I guess. Because remember, we we were going through the guest appearances, all the people that have recorded the theme song, like like a ridiculous amount of famous people are this involved in Squid Pillies. This show was stupid big. Yeah, like I never would have imagined the show would have gone on for fifth. So like what? Yeah, like thirteen years. Yeah, it's got one hundred and thirty-two episodes. I mean, I watched like seasons one through three. I had those on DVD, and I thought they were funny. And I was like, there probably can't be more than that. <laughs> Look at us now, ten years later, you know. Yep. So it's over. I am amazed, kind of. But to also, I guess, complete part of that episode, HBO Max does have all of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Fuck yeah! It has Metalocalypse. Oh my god! It has all of the Venture Brothers, which I was actually trying to watch. So. I can finally partake in Aqua Teen and have the world quit making fun of me for having never seen it. Okay. <laughs> so that's, I, I think that's going to be one of my next ventures is going to be nice. the Adult Swim. And I want to see home movies. I remember oh my God, what yes. it looks like, but I've never seen it. Oh, I love that show. It's so good. Yes, I want to watch that too. You ready to go spray some WD-40 on this podcast? Yes. Here we are at the end of the show again, where we ask you to please tell your friends about us and help us grow this audience. We mean it. We mean it. Go tell a friend. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode, because we release weekly every single Monday, each and every one, always here for you. And if you have a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that accepts ratings and reviews, that helps us find many more lovely listeners just like you. That's right. And don't forget, you can find us and friend us on all the social medias. We are YMBTOAP on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all the major platforms. And we just want to let all of our patrons know we super love that you guys support us. It really means a lot. It helps us push through and come up with new ideas and new things to come up with for you. We really couldn't put this on without you. So again, thank you so, so much, guys. Did we tell uh, the fine folks of Everywhere Land what we did for our last uh, last month's review on Patreon? I don't know if we did that. We told them about our stream. So we did just do an in-depth deep dive on Clone Wars and Rebels Star Wars TV shows. 
fuck yeah. So if you do become a patron, you can be part of our Zeitgeist tier and you can get in and watch all those things. We do tons of deep dive reviews, different movies, different TV shows, different video games, uh, all kinds of stuff. So Clone Wars and Rebels is something Kelsey's been trying to get me to watch for a while. Took me a couple months. I got there. They were fantastic. But if you want to know what we really think about them. And if uh, you want to see me cry. Uh, three times, by the way. <laughs> join our Patreon and go watch that episode. It was it, it was a really good one. It was. It was fun. We took more than two hours to sift through all that material. Yes. But the most crying was our good place one. Our oh, very first one. For sure. Like the entire hour we cried. Just, I was like, Kelsey, and then the people, uh. <laughs> they walked through the door. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I'm proud of how, I guess I didn't come up to any of the moments that made me cry, but you came up to like all the moments that made you cry. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a pretty eventful episode i think it might be one of my favorite ones yeah it was really fun to record not just because kelsey cried like <laughs> people think i love it when people cry and it's kind of true but well, i mean we took two hours on this one i think that's our longest one i think so we were Maybe... like i mean it's a lot of content to go over yeah we did a lot with that one uh but if you like squidbillies if you like Neil Young and support him and what he's doing, if you're mad about the child slavery and chocolate, send us an email. Ymbtoap at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about all the topics we discussed here. If you are not part of our Patreon and don't exactly want to be, no pressure. You can talk to us about it there if you do join. But if not, send us a good old email. We love reading them. We can read them out on the show or we can just keep them there for us. It's all up to you. Uh, our theme song, of course, is the Grim, the, 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 the Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube because he is out there. He's putting out tunes left and right, sideways, upside down, as always. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Why is Dolly Parton so beautiful? one more important sound we wanted you to hear as she just is man she's working nine to five to five uh you know what i gotta do now what do you gotta do now gotta go pick up pokemon arsenic or whatever <laughs> it's called <laughs> okay go do that i'm gonna take tenzin with me tenzin let's go bundle up it's cold outside get in loser we're going shopping